Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. So imagine standing on the back of a boat that's motoring along, and you're and you're looking at the wake of the boat. Here's these waves of water. And the wake is a reflection of what the boat has done. It's kind of a an immediate history of what is happening. But you're standing there at the back of the boat, and you're looking at these waves of water, the wake of the boat. I'm using this metaphor to illustrate where often our egos can get comfortable with value the experience of our past. Our ego likes to know that the decisions we make will have a predictable outcome. So our egos tend to be very interested, very attached or attuned, if you will, to the patterns of the past. The ego likes to feel confident that it will remain safe and intact. <laughs> but as you know, here on planet Earth, the dynamics are changing quite rapidly over the past year or so, where the wake of humanity, if you will, might be considered by some to be a tempest or even a tsunami. And what what does the ego do when the past like this past year of 2020, doesn't offer enough pattern, enough pattern to trust choices about navigating the future. Welcome to the show tonight. I'm excited for this episode. The topic tonight is Crystal Power, 12 Essential Crystals for health and healing, and our guest tonight is Kat Young. We're, we're going to bring her on in just a minute. But I, I, I want to put some context, at least from my perspective, of, of breaking our addiction, perhaps, um, to, to teach our ego to, to open up our perspective open up our awareness and as a consequence open up our choices for how we can navigate intense change in the collective consciousness and also in our own personal life. What I like about tonight's episode is CAC is going to share us share with us her insights that she has working with crystals. It, the, the notion of crystals for me personally is a curious thing because I've worked in broadcast television engineering for many decades, and crystals are an integral part of the industry. Frequency, energy, power, those things are... Um, 
everyday terms that I would use working in the broadcast television industry. And for the first few decades of my career, <laughs> before the cosmic two-by-four cracked me open, I had no notion of, uh, of what crystals really are. I mean, certainly they're very, very powerful um, in, in the realm of electronics and frequency and power generation. Um, but what I enjoy about tonight's episode is there's a, there's a much broader perspective to crystals, and, and I actually gathered up some of my crystals. I have some selenite here, a couple of forms of selenite, and rose quartz. I have a very big rose quartz that I put in the studio here probably 10 years ago when the show was started. So I'm looking forward to tonight's episode. I think we should get to it. Again, the topic tonight is crystal power, 12 essential crystals for for health and healing, and our guest tonight is Kak Young. Kak has been a producer, writer, and director in the Hollywood television industry for over 25 years. She has also earned a PhD in natural health and a doctorate in naturopathy. She completed 36 courses in nutrition from Baylor University. Clients come to her for advice on health, nutrition, and spiritual well-being. Using her third doctorate degree in clinical hypnotherapy, she helps people manage weight control, smoking, cessation, behavioral modification, stress reduction, past life regression, and phobia management. She teaches workshops and classes in metaphysics, including crystal healing, essential oils, box flowers, pendulum energy, moon energy, feng shui, and practical classes in healthy eating and finding the perfect partner. She has also authored 24 books. You can learn more about CAC at cacyoung.com. That's K-A-C, young.com. Please join me in welcoming CAC to the show. Welcome to the show, CAC. Thank you very much, Les. I'm just delighted to be on your show, and I appreciate the invitation. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. I think uh, I think crystals are going to be uh, a more prominent part in our in our narrative, uh, perhaps more popular. They, crystals, of course, have been very um, prominent in our human history, but maybe not as uh, common as they could be in the metaphysical sense in our collective consciousness today. And that's part of why I was delighted to to see this book come down the pike, so to speak, and why I'm delighted to have you on the show. My sense is uh, what you share with us tonight will become a, a more common or prominent conversation, if you will, as Mandy looks for a, a deeper understanding of our relationship with things like crystals. Can you just give us uh, uh, 
can you share with our audience your like, like a short introduction about how you how you came about working with Crystal? Well, sure. Uh, absolutely. I was very fortunate in the 80s to uh, stumble across a wonderful teacher by the name of Frank Alper. He had worked at uh, in IBM in the technical side like you did uh, with crystals uh, for a long time because crystals are components in a lot of our uh, natural, of our, of our modern electronics, uh, anything from our telephones to our uh, record needles to our televisions and cell phones. They're everywhere because they transmit energy. So Frank had been busy as a scientist developing how crystals work, what they do, how, they're, how they could be applied to technology, and he became aware of their healing qualities and their abilities to do much more. He uh, found that there is an electromagnetic energy around every human being and there is an electromagnetic energy around a crystal. And when those two are combined, they, they form a third electromagnetic energetic field that then becomes the way and the place that we can begin to heal, change, connect with other cosmic realities, and in that third field is where the power of the human-crystal relationship lies. Now, I was very fortunate to work with him, and he traveled all around the world. He quit his job at IBM, and he traveled all around the world uh, teaching people how to apply crystal energy. He believed in Nikola Tesla and how Nikola used crystals and liked them and how he combined them with the copper fields in, in electronic engineering, and they, they, the two of them uh, shared that entire field of being able to make grids out of crystals and copper wire that generated, maintained, and fostered an even bed of electromagnetic energy on which you could lie and heal yourself, not just physically, but emotionally, psychologically, and through the DNA of the past in your memory of being reincarnated so many different times. So it was not unlike Frank to also go back and study about crystals. Uh, for example, in the ancient Chinese used crystals in their magic formulas. They used them based on the concept of qi and the healing energy of the body. And so they didn't term it electromagnetic fields, but they used the energy from the crystals and the human beings together in the same manner, although they didn't call it that. Um, in ancient India, Ayurvedic medicine uh, was was really formed on the use of herbs, gemstones, minerals, and plant-based products. The Bible even tells us that the breastplate of Aaron was made of 12 stones, and those stones represented different qualities and each tribe of the Israelites. So when the stones were worn, they were not just significant for the person wearing them, but he also carried with him the energy of all the people that he represented. Even the Mexican temples and in the Aztec area, there were jade burial masks found, and they used jade and various other stones for healing 
uh, things that they would apply, and they would also grind them up, and they would use them on their bodies as well to generate, again, an electromagnetic force. And we believe these days in the modern era that crystals do three things. They're alive, they vibrate, and they breathe. They don't breathe just like we breathe because they don't have lungs, but they breathe in their own atomic way, through their own atomic reality, and they are alive. People will say, oh, my goodness, they're just dead stones, but they're not at all. They're very, very much alive, and even Nikolai Tesla attributed to that and found that there was life within the crystal. Well, very nice. I I like um, what you're what you're saying. Right at the end there, you said a lot of people might consider them inert or dead or whatever, and yet um, and and you also mentioned about the Chinese using them, and yet they didn't refer to it as electromagnetic energy. They had their own terms to it. And my what my point is is that if you don't have any experience with crystals and and as from your perspective they seem inert it's uh, that's what i really like about your book is that you you're bringing a context to perhaps an etherical or an intangible aspect to what i consider um very powerful um crystals. So if I go in a crystal store and I walk around a crystal store and I walk out, how come I'm not healed of all ills? I mean, how how do crystals um how do you how do you bring about the healing modalities of crystals? Well, there are three things involved. One, is that you have to be open to this healing modality. You have to be you have to understand and appreciate the crystals. They are not magic wands. They involve your intention, the focus of your attention, and they also involve you creating or you um uh, kind of honing, if you will. You have to bring up your own electromagnetic energy field into your consciousness, and then you you bring the crystal and its electromagnetic field into your field, and then you have then created a third field. Now, that's the place where healing takes place. But it's not just, uh, it, it, it's a spiritual activity. It is something that happens that you must integrate yourself with the earth, with the plane. I mean, the Chinese call it um, heaven, uh, earth, and the ground, the ground below earth. And then the middle one is the three dantians, the upper dantian, which is cosmos, the middle dantian, which is the human being, and the third dantian, which is the ground. And our job as human beings are to connect those two forces, heaven and earth, and we do that by being the the uh, conductor in between those two energies. So when you are working with those energies, you want to, first of all, ground yourself, and then you want to form in your mind what what intention you have what do you want to accomplish 
And then if it is a crystal that you've never met before, you really should not use it without preparing it. You want to bring it home and cleanse it from any other uh, vibrations that it might be carrying, and then you would program it. You would sit down and you would program it, and you would give it a job. Just like everything else in the world, things do better with a job, with an assignment. So if you tell it, okay, uh, you're going to be my healing crystal, and I really want you to heal all my physical problems that I bring to you or maybe another crystal is an emotionally healing crystal that you designate as such on my desk because I'm an author I have a writing crystal and whenever I get stumped with something, I look at the crystal and I say, okay, let's, let's find a way out of this paragraph or let's get a new thought here and the crystal and I will sit together and we will work it out but um, when you are healing, going back to my original um, uh, the thing that I was speaking about, is that you must have the attention of your field and its field. You must have the intention of what you want to do, and you must get the cooperation from the crystal itself, and then you can begin to have the healing take place. Now, it's nothing is going to happen in a second. It's not like a cartoon where there's a blast of light and boom, you're changed into a frog. That doesn't happen. But the healing will begin as you stay more open to it and you allow the energy from the crystal. I mean, you know, Two heads are better than one, right? So with your third field that the two of you have created together, you now have a dynamic that is going to enter not just yourself but the world around you, the the immediate little world around you, the auras, the chakras, all of the things that heal you are now going to be enlivened and brought up into the reality of your conscious mind where the healing will take place as long as you keep that intention strong. And as long as you know that you can heal, that you want to heal, that you have the desire to heal, and now you have you bring in the energy with which to make the deal, you can heal. I like that. Well, you talk about preparing the crystal, and you talk about information. So when when you get a crystal for the first time it has to, it has a history of of sorts and you talk about cleansing it and then programming it with your own information. Now if I'm the crystal and I've been around for 800,000 years and I've been um perhaps passed from human to human how how does how does information work when it comes to uh, the crystal and the history of the crystal? I mean, if, if, say, for example, a crystal has been used by previous people, unbeknownst to me, as a very powerful crystal, and it has a, perhaps, an, well, if it's consciousness, it could have a, a, a experience or a, um, an understanding. And then it comes to me. When I go to uh, cleanse a crystal, what's to say I'm not taking away positive attributes from it? Well, that would be your intention, wouldn't it? It would be that you want to cleanse the crystal for your use, so therefore you want to remove 
um, any past assignments that it's had. So if uh, if a crystal, and crystals can be used in white magic and black magic, you know, uh, everything is not just 100% pure. So, but it's not. But it's not the crystal's fault. It if if a crystal has been used to empower or disempower something else, you want to cleanse that. You want to start anew. Now, the crystal is not going to lose its essence. It's not going to lose its information. For example, if you're working with a story crystal, it has past information that that is uh, that is inside of it that you cannot remove that's like part of the part of its dna all you want to do is change its job description so if if it has been a crystal in the past let's say somebody um gets my writing crystal and they want it to um help them be a better cook then they would want to change that energy from writing to something else that that makes them a better cook that uh you know it, it incites their inner chef so they would just reprogramming so it, it's not changing the crystal in any way it's not going against what the crystal is essentially it's simply uh putting your own stamp on it it becomes your signature for as long as it's in your possession very nice i like that um well then when it comes to uh, cleansing the crystal, like uh, I know a lot of people are being spiritually awoken by um, the events that are happening, and they they come into the metaphysical community, and perhaps they don't have any uh, psychic awareness that they're cognitive of. How do you know the crystal's been cleansed? I mean, how do you, um, if you don't have any uh, psychic feedback, so to speak, and and you're uh, pretty much living in the five senses, how do you develop a rapport for it? I mean, what kind of things can you look for to to get feedback that, um, and, and develop a rapport with crystals? Well, that's an excellent question. Uh, first of all, there, there are like two answers. One is that if you walked into a metaphysical store, you're already open to knowing that there is something beyond what we can see, hear, taste, feel. So you're already a prime candidate for opening up your sixth sense and opening up your intuition. So that's where the relationship with crystals really begins. And as you walk into that metaphysical store and say, gosh, you know, I'm here, uh, then you begin to explore yourself. Now, this is probably step one in looking into yourself to knowing that you are not just what people can see, that there is an absolute spiritual life inside of you. There is an intuitive being. Everybody has it, just not everybody uses it. And so you're there and you begin to meet other people involved in the same areas. You reach out and you say, I'd like to know more about X, Y, or Z. You read some books. You pick up my book if you want to read about crystals. You learn how to 
negotiate in a different realm of the unseen and you become more aware of things that happen in your daily life that when you're driving down the street and something says to pull over and you do and then there's an accident behind you and you just realize that you were saved from that accident or you get a a hunch about something else and you follow it and you realize that if you hadn't gone to that place at that time you wouldn't have met that person which led you to you know this consequence so the the wonderful thing about operating in several worlds at the same time is that you get the richness of all of them and then crystals themselves now i'm going to just talk about them for a little bit the properties and then i'll answer your other question crystals transmit energy from one source to another that's their first job The second thing they do is purify the environment from negative energy that's around. They're just naturally intent on doing that. They can neutralize electromagnetic currents in order to protect us from negative static if we want that. They can clear and cleanse, that is, wash away any vibrations that we don't want around us. They can focus our thoughts, they can incite our dreams, and they can help us with our concerns. They can certainly increase our psychic awareness, and they can activate positive energies within us. Um, They can direct negative energy away from us. They can heal, working with us per our intention. They can open pathways of energy for us from the brain through the tissues and cells, and they can channel energy from other places that we select, and they can stimulate energy and awaken dormant impulses. Now, why do we have such a relationship with crystals? Because they are silicon and oxygen, SiO2. That's what they are. Our brains are have silica in them so the vibration that happens between a crystal and us goes directly into our brain cells we also vibrate two stones the same way we vibrate with trees because we all have things that flow through us that are energetic patterns that can be identified as life So when you want to program a crystal and give it a job, you first cleanse it. I mean, it it all starts with love. You have to love or it's, it's advisable that you love something. So when you find a crystal that you're attracted to, you spend a little time with it. I, I, you know, I like to tell people to hold it and change hands. Now, we're not looking for any magical impulses or stars or anything to come flying out of them, but we want to sense them. And as we become more sensitive to vibrations and to the silent world, then we will allow those vibrations inside our mind, body, and soul. And by holding a crystal, you you enliven a connection with that stone that has had another past life. When I say that a crystal is suspended breath and that it breathes, I mean that at one time it was liquid, it was molten, and it hit the ground, it hit 
another stone, it flew into water, something happened, and it solidified. And at that moment, it took a breath. That's what we have in our hand. We have the breath that the crystal had when it formed into this being that we are touching, that we are integrating with. And so if we melt it again, if it becomes molten, it will have another reality. But for now, that breath is in our hands. And when we open ourselves to to see that and to feel that, we create this feeling of affection and intention between us and the crystal. So after I cleanse it, I bathe it, I put it in some maybe in a sand bath, I leave it in the sun for an hour, I leave it under the full moon, I stimulate its energy in the purest, most beautiful way that it can absorb. And now it is completely ready. It is now ready to become personalized by me. And that is where I do a little ceremony, which I talk about in my book. And you do a little quiet ceremony. You sit down with the crystal. Um, There's blessings involved. There's invocations. And you tell the crystal how you want it to function in your life. So if you want a crystal to be a healer, if you want one to be an inspiration, if you want another one to perk you up, you you know, to, to be of good spirits, if you will, you can have that. And so in your crystal, you then complete your ceremony, and now it's ready for you. So when you want to heal something, then you can go to that crystal, choose it, ask it to help you. Again, do a little ceremony, and then you'll begin to start the healing process. So as you do this with your crystals, uh, you may choose a citrine, for example, to heal uh, a problem you might have in business or to create camaraderie in the office. The citrine is a self-cleansing crystal. It doesn't retain any negative energy, so it's perfect for a business situation. If you want to heal a friendship, for example, maybe you've gone through some rocky times with someone, select a turquoise. That's its job. It brings people together. It brings friendships back into the core of love and devotion. So there are stones that have different shapes, that have different meanings. There are types of stones, types of uh, rock formations that, that contain different vibrations. And those have been really categorized throughout the ages. Somebody just didn't sit down 20 years ago and say, oh, that's pretty, I think I'll call it X. No, no, this comes from centuries, millennia before us. People use different stones for different reasons. And so it is knowledge that is passed down to us in the oral form and in written form and in shamanic practice. So when we work with crystals, we are working with things that people worked with 5,000 years ago and more. So it brings a sacredness with it into our life. And when we allow that to happen, when we allow that sacred spirit through that crystal to be in our life, change begins to happen for the good. Very well said. Great content. Thank you. The uh, There's a... Uh, 
other day in a pre-show chat about uh, 13 uh, crystal skulls that were infused with information from from the past, and that that information was intended for the future, and, and for all practical purposes, we are the future. <laughs> when uh, when a crystal is used to convey information over a large span of time, how does I mean? It, it would be through, uh, I guess, a natural attraction to a human being to extract the information. I mean, how how are crystals used for information um, through through the very long span of time? Well, there are certain crystals like story crystals that have information uh, codes. They have a lot of codes. Um, you know, way back when in Egyptian times, there was a lot of communication that came from um, the outer cosmic realms. And those, that information was given in code and it was left in code to a lot of, uh, through a lot of uh, different things. Now, underneath the pyramids, for example, there is a bed of rose quartz crystal and there's a lot of water and they're just now beginning to find that. So uh, when that kind of a thing happens, uh, that has been information that has possibly been revealed, that has been um, channeled, if you will, by certain people that work with crystals for that reason. And lots of crystals have different stories. They can tell stories from other times. Now, they're all in code. You know, they're like uh, in a different kind of a code, but you can get that information in your native language if you just simply sit down with them and go into a a trance and allow that crystal to speak with you. A lot of people do automatic writing. A lot of people hold the crystal and speak sometimes in a different language and someone else translates. It's a, it's a very involved process with esoteric spirituality that a lot of advanced people are working on these days. I think that for the average person, having a crystal, it can tell you things. It can give you a sense of the right path for you. It can act like tea leaves, if you will. You can ask it questions. You can get an answer from it. Uh, It can act as your best friend and advisor, provided you know how to work with it. And that's something that you learn over time. Like I said, this is not a magic wand. This isn't uh, a cartoon. This is really work with very treasured sacred objects from the ground. And one has to approach it like that, uh, you know, and and as as a priest would. Very nice. Well... If we look at the healing modality of crystals, we use our in, intention and attention, and and the crystal brings its own consciousness and creates a third consciousness. Sometimes the soul will choose a life path that has a particular purpose to it, and that might include um, what the ego would perceive as suffering or to go through cancer or to to play out a, a, a narrative. When we go to 
heal with crystals, how does the the soul contract work as far as uh, what is able to be accomplished and perhaps what is not able to be accomplished when it comes to, to um, the intention of healing? Well, I think all healers uh, submit to the greater good. So one, when one is working with crystals, one wants to bring out an energy that is um, that is going to help heal if that is the soul's purpose. So, you know, we never override. We never tell God what to do, if you will. We never say, okay, this, this is, we just say, this is what I want, this is what I would like, and this is what I claim for myself. But we never say, okay, and that's going to show up in the form of a, purple Volkswagen. You know, it's it's not right. doesn't happen that way. We have to we have to let go. We have to release what we think the outcome is going to be and just know that the healing that takes place is going to be for our best and highest good in the greatest possible positive uh circumstance. Now, in some uh in some instances, uh, the soul does need to go through some trials. Uh, you know that that's the the twelfth labors I think of Hercules. You go through some rough patches and then you come out uh, on the other end. But uh, crystals can help us get through it, and we can we can navigate. And we don't want to repeat the same mistakes we made in the past that led us down to uh, a futile place. So healing can take place uh, at, at every instant in our life, and we can work with what people want to call their fate, we can work with fate and alter that by simply changing our minds and changing how we think about a lot of things. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's an intricate process, but I, I work with a lot of people that come in and say, well, how does this stuff work? And I'd like to, you know, be tall and blonde and not, uh, you know, a, a short, fat guy. And I would say, well... Okay, we're not going to be able to change your genetics in this session, but we can work towards you accepting yourself as you are right now and finding perfection in that because you obviously have a concept that you would be more perfect looking like Robert Redford than you do now. So let's alter that vision of yourself so that you can love yourself as if you were already Robert Redford. Why not? So working that way on a spiritual path with people, we always know that the moment is perfect that everybody is whole in this moment, and that it is complete. So without judging our experience, without trying to figure out exactly what the future is, we go into it with a spirit, a spirit of curiosity, an open mind, and brand new set of glasses every time we go through an experience so that it is new and it is fun and we can bring passion and vibrancy to everything we do. Very nice. I like that. Now, your book, I like it. You've written a wonderful book. I, I very much like it. You have chapters that that bring in other, uh, what should I say, modalities or aspects. For example, you have 
Crystals as it relates to essential oils, the laws of karma, archetypes, astrological elements, and even uh, the goddess. When, when we bring in, we've been talking pretty much so far with our own consciousness and the crystal. How, do, how does bringing in these other elements um, um, magnify or, or draw out um, attributes of the crystal? Well, let me say this. If you had something to fix in your house and, and you have a tool chest, you would go to that tool chest and you would pick the right tool for whatever it is you want to solve. So that could be a wrench, it could be a screwdriver, it could be a hammer. Whatever tool you have, you would choose to solve the problem. And that's what I do. I have all of these modalities that I use for healing. And some people enjoy astrology and they would resonate to what their sun sign is and to what their rising sign might be. And they would they resonate to an astrological-based healing. And so I would pair the stones that I used in an astrological manner. Some people love the laws of karma, which I happen to think are spectacular. They really lay out how you operate your life and uh, it's, you know, laws, the laws of consequences, the laws of continuity, all the laws that you can study and you can bring into your life again as a spiritual exercise. So I will pair those laws with crystals and I will pair them with essential oils. Uh, these are all in my toolbox, but I want to make sure that whoever the client is is going to resonate to these particular aspects. Uh, I'm not going to try some astrology or astrological work on someone who uh, doesn't even know their uh, sun sign. And I'm not going to try the laws of karma on somebody who doesn't believe in that. But I have all these tools. And if people are crazy about essential oils, then let me approach it that way. What I want to do is speak the language. As a healer, I want to speak the language that my client speaks and therefore uh, bring out the best in them. And, and if we're all speaking, I mean, you know, if we're all speaking the same language, it becomes much easier. The trust develops faster and the healing can happen much more quickly. Very nice. Very nice. Well, now, I know uh, everything is from source consciousness, and, and there's no separation in all that is, but the chapter on goddess is, um, I'm delighted to see that chapter there, and, and over the, the many years of this radio show, the I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the divine feminine or the awakening of the feminine. Um, you write about um, the goddess, um, perhaps deity, as it relates to crystals, um, and and you break it out to um, many different examples. Of, for example, Isis and. and others. How um, how do you see the awakening? Well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I mean, I'm, I'm just curious why that chapter was included. 
again, it's a language. Uh, if people really re- re- reflect through the myths, I have a very good friend whose name is Hercules Invictus, and he he walks the Greek path. He walks that path. And I can speak to him in terms of any of those gods and goddesses, and he will know the quality I'm talking about. He will know the the the, the story I'm talking about. He will know the myth. They will, he will know the meaning. So I can communicate with my friend Hercules uh, by way of talking about mythology. And if some people identify with the qualities of a given goddess, and this is male and female alike, because they all represent something different. And if they can identify with those qualities, then we can use that goddess energy to heal. Uh, Carolyn Mace has a has a nice uh, chart of archetypes, and they're very different than the standard archetypes that I use, for example. But they're very valuable because if you can use, if you have some issues that are Athena-like and warlike, then maybe you can use a more motherly approach if you work with the Gaia energy. You can offset. I work with yin and yang. I work with a, uh, opposite energies because that's how the healing occurs in the work I do. If I see someone is too uh, judgmental, then I will choose an opposite quality and I will work towards that, balancing like a seesaw and a teeter-totter until we are even instead of being imbalanced. And I might use chakras for that. I might use, uh, I'll bring in the crystals for that and perhaps even essential oils. So all of these tools I use when I am working with someone and it depends on whether or not they can tune into that. And whoever tunes in to whatever whatever it is I'm doing, uh, that's what I use. But I like the goddesses because you can do this by yourself. You can heal your inner demons, if you will. You can quell the, the monsters that you want to by using the goddess energies to offset what you have too much of and to bring in more of what you lack. So it is using that goddess energy to really make yourself whole and to realize it yourself and there's nothing more powerful than mythology coming to life because mythology myths were invented mythology itself was created as a healing tool for the human psyche as you know Carl Jung used it a lot in his work and I think that if we use that on the practical level, on the physical level, we bring those attributes in, we create our own scale, and we can use a little of this, a little of that, and pretty soon we feel more imbalanced. And I know a lot of people who will call on their Diana or they will call on their Aphrodite if they need something or they find themselves in a situation where they uh, aren't operating at at their optimum best they'll say well let me go back to my goddess energies let me let me play with them a little bit and that's a very very healing way to work uh for some people it you know it speaks their language and that's what i'm after that's where i go is what will resonate with them to get them into uh into alignment body mind and soul the best and the quickest very nice. Well, I think you've done a great job with this book. 
you bring uh, you bring it into the physical. I mean, there's you outline processes um, that you can do with crystals. Um, you you demonstrate how to to do a session, if you will, step by step crystal healing session is the title of cha chapter nine. And, then, and you also share some client um, experiences with this. So uh, really, I think you've written a, uh, a very um, a very encompassing, very thorough book as it relates to crystals. And I, and, and I apply that. I, I, my sense is crystals are going to move much more into the forefront of those human beings that um, are here to awaken to a much, um, what should I say, higher consciousness within themselves, a higher purpose within themselves. And I, I think in a lot of ways we set ourselves up for this lifetime. It's such a powerful transitional point in our human story. I think your book is going to help a lot of people be able to hone the tools in their own toolbox. And and so I applaud you for writing this book. I think you've done a great job. Well, thank you, Les. And that was actually my intention. What I wanted to do was make a basic book that explained the the parts and participles of all the crystals to everybody, why they work, how they work. I wanted to give them all the basics so they wouldn't be afraid to start working with crystals. And then I wanted to share all of my uh, tips and tricks and techniques because I think they can be applied to healing by anyone at any time. You don't have to be a healer. But I do have a lot of healers who call me and say, oh my gosh, your book is just amazing. It's changed my work. So I'm happy about that because that's what I'd like to leave as my legacy. I want to leave behind all of the things that I know and can share with the world and that it can continue to empower people to use more than just their wits, to really get into the soul, to really walk that sacred path, and to really uh, get to know themselves and become the best person they can be on all their levels and to reach out into the cosmos for all kinds of energies that we are now just beginning to reawaken in ourselves. Our ancestors knew this and we've been asleep for a lot of years, but now it's the time. I agree with you. It's the time to absolutely reach up into that cosmos and bring down the information that we need and really soar into the future, which is coming up on us like a pack of hungry wolves. <laughs> a pack of hungry wolves. Hey, uh, um, I want to shift the attention on you and your modality and your platform. Now, if I'm a listener and um, I'm looking for someone to help me with whatever, can you share with our audience um, who your ideal client is? what your modalities are, for example, is it in person, is it online, is it both? I mean, just give us the, the whole layout of your platform and your modalities, if you would. 
Sure. Well, my, uh, you know, there is no ideal client for me. There is someone who wants to heal and that they are willing to do the work and that they they are willing to access their inner bravery, their inner hero. And then I work with them and we find out which modality works for them and what they want to heal. That could be a relationship. That could be past hurts. That could be uh, parental damage. That could be uh, self-hatred. It could be anything that is uh, taking more of their energy than needs to. So however they want to heal, uh, you know, I do, I'll do a session or a few sessions with them. Um, I don't keep my clients long. They seem to come in with intention. We work very quickly. We heal very fast. And then they go off into the world. And most of them are already healers themselves or become such. Uh, it's, it's a pretty intense work that I like to do with people. And again, you know, it depends on the readiness of the person, but uh, that that's how I work. And people can find me. They can find me at Cac Young. That's spelled K-A-C, Kitchen Apple Charlie, CacYoung.com. Uh, my website is there. The contact is there. And my book that we're talking about tonight is called Crystal Power, 12 Essential Crystals for Health and Healing. Again, 12 Essential Crystals for Health and Healing, Crystal Power. You can find it on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, wherever you get your books. And my other book that came out this year as well is called um, Essential Oils for Beginners. So there's two books if you want to explore them together. There's two books. Um, they're available wherever you get your books. And uh, I'm here to offer counseling and help to whoever wants to reach out and need it. And I do thank you, Les, for the work you do in the world, for the presence you hold, and for the help you offer people. So thank you for having me as a guest on your show. Wonderful. Um, well, we've got a few minutes left. Do you have any closing thoughts you want to share with our audience? Well, just if you whatever whatever you're interested in, whatever you're curious about, explore. I think we're at a time in our lives where uh, we nothing can stop us, and we can reach out. The world is becoming more and more open every day as we. Uh, are crying out for equal rights for everybody, equal pay, and I think human beings are emerging as heroes now all around us, so they're not too far out there. They're not uh, beyond our reach, and I think that we have to look inside of ourselves and make ourselves the best we can be. So if we have been working in a job or doing something that we aren't comfortable in, change it. The Internet is a beautiful tool. You can become an expert in pretty much anything that interests you. And if you're interested in crystals, go after it. If you're interested in healing or being a healer, terrific. The more we do as a community, the more we do as a group for each other, the stronger we're going to be and the more powerful we're going to be. We have a whole world to fix. We have the climate change to deal with. We have ecological challenges. We have political systems. Everybody can be very busy fixing something and contributing. So I just say to people, what Ever your heart wants to do, go do it. Don't let anything hold you back because 
everything can be figured out if we think together, put our heads together, and want the same kind of a solution. It can all be figured out. So I say to people, you know, don't don't waste your time. Go for it. Bravo. Very well spoken. Well, Cac, thanks for being our guest tonight. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Oh, again, thank you, Les. We've been talking with Cac Young, and the topic tonight has been Crystal Power, 12 Essential Crystals for Health and Healing. Now, Cac said several times about crystals being portals of information from one point to another, one point in time to another, one point in perhaps consciousness. At the beginning of the show, I talked about the wake of a boat and the ego looking at the history of the past. The mythology of the past is not going to provide us the new dynamics. The earth as a whole has entered a higher vibrational environment. Humanity is raising the vibration of its consciousness. We're entering new octaves of consciousness, and as a result of that, we have new possibilities, we have new outcomes, we have new potentials. And what I liked about tonight's episode is in this, in this holographic, <laughs> in this holographic reality that we live in, we have this physical body made of atoms and organs and tissues, etc. You have a body, I have a body. We have egos that we grew. None of us had an ego the day we were born. Our family of origin was the garden, if you will, of, of our own particular egos. And yet, we're all souls. We are the personification of a soul. And souls are multidimensional. Souls span time and Souls, or we could talk about souls in length. Um, and what I'm getting at here is this next chapter, this next chapter of our mythology. This next chapter is about new archetypes. I suggest to you new archetypes. They might have existed in the past, but the, the stories of them, the history of them have perhaps been either lost or suppressed or whatever, it, the, these days, these days on earth now, you, me, all of us came as souls to transform the planet, to transform humanity as a whole. 2020 cracked us open. Now, now we have some wiggle room for deep change. That powerful change comes from you using all the tools in your toolbox with the attention, with the intention of being the powerful persona that you are as a as a. A point of presence for your soul as a point of presence of source consciousness. 
when you decide that it's okay for you to be your truth, to re-embody your own innate divine power at a level, at a caliber that perhaps hasn't existed in our human history in the foreseeable past, the folklore tells us a very powerful persona. Jesus, for example, was one of them who said, you will do everything that I have done. So that's, if you need a permission slip, there it is. If you need an example of what's possible, there it is. What I like about tonight's episode is, is crystals as a portal of information. A portal of information. So how do our egos go from the staring at the wake of the boat, in other words, how our, our egos understand reality based on the patterns of the past, the, the, the momentum, the predictability of the patterns of our past. How, how do we go from that into a multidimensional, uh, multifaceted realm of infinite potential and then show up as the alchemists, show up as the mystics, the magicians that can tap that potential and bring it into physical form, bring it into effect as the transformation of our human story, transformation of our human history. Wow, and you're here to do just that. Oh, bravo. I I delight in bringing episodes like tonight that that put more tools perhaps in your toolbox so you can show up in a more powerful way for your part in the story. When we all step into our divinity and we declare ourselves as sovereign um, personifications of divine consciousness, that's when we show up as kings and queens. We show up as as the, the, the transformation itself. Thank you for showing up for yourself. You've, you've been with us through this episode, and I appreciate and applaud that. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast. To bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open, check out our host, Les Jensen's latest book, Citizen King, the new age of power at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.